0: Welcome back to Taking in the Scene. Woo! Woo! Um, I'm so excited for today. We have an amazing interview set up for y'all today. Before we get into that, as always, I am Mango Sorbet and I am joined by
1: Warm one more
0: Andrew. Um, it's just gonna be two-thirds of the typical podcast today. Mm-hmm. Denzel Darko is off saving the world.
1: Saving the literal world he with is voice.
0: With yes, he's saving the world. Um, we miss him very much, but he'll be back, so um, dear listeners, don't worry too much. Um, and we're joined today by a very special person uh, in our community. Um, her name is Sensational, and I'm going to read her bio before we let her talk. Sensational sent the most wonderful bio, and I literally, before she got to, to our recording space mm-hmm. slash my house, I was like, this is such a great bio. So I'm going to read it. It says, Sensational is a sadomasochist, little, and submissive, as well as being queer, femme, and disabled. She has been in the kink scene for nine years and knows well what she's into, but is an expert in absolutely nothing. And I just want to say, what a fantastic way to say that.
1: And, and hold on. Before, before, before we continue, I think uh, we should put a disclaimer. Um... We,
0: yeah. I think We'll do that in a moment. I want to let Sensational introduce okay. herself. I did want to say, though, that intro was great because the truth is none of us are an expert in anything. We all just know a bunch of little things, and someone gave us recording equipment, and that's why we (laughs) have a
2: podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically how I feel. Um, I don't ever want – like, I'm happy to share my knowledge, but I don't ever want anyone to base their kink experience off of just my knowledge because I don't – I don't know what other people totally. are into or want.
0: And this is just anyone. what I want
2: and right. what I like. So,
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if you are entering the kink scene and you only listen to one person, um, I encourage you to do some other inquiry, just either like mm-hmm. books or other people. Um, that one person's experience um, likely can't be replicated and also won't end up being your experience. Yeah, so, definitely. Heck definitely. yes. Um, before we start this episode, and I should have said at the beginning, this this interview is going to be about age play. So as a um, trigger warning for the episode, we're going to discuss age play, dark age play, um, including discussions of sexual assault and um, consensual non-consent. So for any of our listeners, if that's something that is uh, potentially triggering for you, just be aware that those discussions are going to happen today. Um, sensational. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in. Oh,
2: um, <laughs> I mean, I think like my little bio kind of covers like who I am um, as far as kink. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a s- single mom. Outside of that, like I I have. I do have some other hobbies. They mostly just involve like reading and mom shit. But um.
0: <laughs> being a mom is a huge job. It is, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. Um,
1: I guess to say being a mom would be a sensational job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it at least once. I had to do it at least once. Um, you'll just so you know, sensational orange has a lot of very silly jokes, and it's just <laughs> yes, best to I laugh along been, with him. I
2: have been subjected to oh, these silly jokes have, for many. years.
1: Well, to be, fair, to be fair, you were introduced to me as this person is a sensational person. I was like, okay, what's her name? It is a sensational person. It's like, I don't get it. You know, Who's on first? Uh, <laughs> so.
0: It is a great, great scene name, to be clear. Thank you. Thank the you. first time I heard that, I was like, Clever, clever. Yeah, love that.
2: yeah. It started um, a long time ago before I found Fet uh, on on <gasps> Tumblr. Before Fet, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh uh, yeah. It was just like posting nudes. Oh my gosh. Were you Tumblr. a Tumblr queen? Mm-hmm. I love Tumblr. And and yeah. And then I found I found FetLife through Tumblr. And, Amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, another time we're gonna have to do an interview about Tumblr because. What a fascinating place Aww. Tumblr is.
2: Yes. It was so great when it was all like dirty and kinky. Right.
0: <laughs> I know. And then they shut that down. Though. It was the best porn because- It really was. It was it sort of curated. Yeah. It was great. So sad. Um, on to the, the, the fun stuff of the episode. I'll yeah. start with the the big question of the day. What is age play?
2: Okay, so the way I would define age play um, is I do think of it as like role play, Mm -hmm. um, but it can be deeper than just like a scene role play. It obviously can apply to like a whole dynamic. Um, But it's when basically one person takes on um, characteristics and personality of like a different age Mm -hmm. um so that could be anything from like sort of infant age up to like teen years um it's like for myself is very like fluid I don't have like a specific age range that Mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm feeling um small
0: um and then, and to, to be clear, we smell we spell small s m o l right? Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes indeed. For our <laughs> listeners, small is not spelled s m a l. No,
2: no, never in this context. It's small, small, <laughs> small yeah. yes. is it, very small, small. small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and HPLA can take place uh, by yourself. Mm-hmm. It can take place with other people who are small. Or with someone who takes on the role of, like, an older person and caregiver. Um, So there's, like, a whole variety of ways to engage in age play. Um, It can be within a dynamic or completely without a dynamic.
0: When you say within a dynamic, you're referring to a more extended version of play. Yeah,
2: sort of, like, um, in the context of, like, power exchange Mm. and, you know, how – in kink, you might have, like, a dom-sub relationship. You can have, like, a big little relationship in age play, and it is um, ongoing and can be uh, – for me, it's not 24-7, but mm-hmm. um, but I have the option of slipping into that space 24-7. I hear you.
0: So, so just, like, um, using some of the language yeah, occasionally. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, and that's just
2: being me. small whenever I want to. So
0: along those lines, and this wasn't a, a question, but it is probably – edifying for our listeners can you give us some language that's typically used you had said big and little um there's other language i've heard like um adult baby diaper lovers um, yeah and among other things yeah can you give there's us some definitely
2: um like adult babies um you can be little i prefer small um you have you know like baby girl, little one, baby boy. Like, there's all kinds of different, like, labels you can use to describe how you feel in your small space. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's, like, bigs, caregivers, daddies, mommies. Um, Yeah, uh, there's – you can use any – term you want sure. to describe your littleness it's whatever sure, sure. feels good to you is
1: is there like a specific term that corresponds to you like do you use particular terms and if so what do they mean to you
2: i um i say small i say i feel small i don't know i like that better than little to describe myself um and yeah i mean my nickname is like to my partner is baby girl
0: but um
2: yeah and then i Call him daddy.
0: And um, how did you come to age play? Um, <laughs> Reluctantly at first, actually. Interesting. Yeah. I
2: had kind of my own preconceived um, notions about what age play was when I first entered the kink scene. And then I... Oh, I'm so uh, curious. Yeah. And then I learned <laughs> that um, it is not what I thought it was. Yeah. And, um, and I started to kind of explore and realize that I feel really good like letting someone take care of me and um, and sort of experiencing uh some of those childlike um, behaviors and experiences that um that I hadn't before mm-hmm. uh, was really great for me so.
0: Yeah, a lot of the people I've talked to who are really into age play have found that being able to feel small or feel little allows them to like experience a part of childhood that they didn't get to experience as actual children. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I don't um I don't, you know,
0: it's not a universal experience. Yeah, it's not like
2: not everyone feels that way. I certainly didn't have um a childhood where I was able to be uh, a child and be taken care of. And so to kind of uh, experience that in adulthood and be able to explore those feelings and kind of nurture that inner child yeah. has been really good for me and like therapeutic in the way. Um, that is not to say that everyone who gets into age play has a totally. history of like neglect or anything like that, right? Um, but but yeah, for some of us who do, I think it's a really good way to uh, you know to kind of explore your your inner child and.
0: Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I feel like a lot of relationships in general should have an aspect of caring for one another. And I think this is just a way of almost making it explicit. Like explicitly we are caring for each other in this way. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, I mean, the more you can make things clear and explicit, I'm a big fan. So (laughs) I think that's wonderful.
1: Well, uh, just just to add on to that, like, do you feel that kink? uh, Like, what about the kink, I guess, experience allowed you to have that versus some other avenues that might exist because uh, that that might be a question someone may have it's like you know why did you choose to do express yourself as a small person in the kink world rather than the toxic vanilla world <laughs> 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 for like a better way to put it
2: um the i mean kink like the consent culture and stuff that mm. we at least try to promote in kink um is makes me feel safer and better. Like I like to hear, hear. sort of explicitly, yeah, like lay out um, what I am consenting to and what I am not consenting to, and be amongst people who uh, share those values and respect that. Um, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, as as we get into talking about other things, I mean, a lot of my uh, other kinks kind of, like, intersect with, um, my
0: age play, so... I mean, I had another no. question, but now I'm, I just want you to list all your kinks. I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. I mean,
1: I mean, but do you want to, though?
0: Here's the thing with these interviews is sometimes we'll start talking about kinks, and I'm like, okay, we'll do the interview another time. I just want to hear about all your <laughs> kinks. Because I just, I, I obviously love talking about kinks. So when people are mm-hmm. like, I have many kinks, I'm like, tell yeah. me all of them in great detail. Yes. And all um, the kinks are
1: sensational indeed. They're
0: all sensational. Oops. So here, here's sort of a big question to start with. Um, and the reason I ask this is because we talked about age play um, a bit last season, and we received feedback specifically from you about how we talked about dark age play. So I want, just for to set the record straight, can you tell us how you differentiate between what's known as dark age play and a more general concept of age play?
2: Yeah, so um, the, I guess like the way that I got into dark age play is – I am an um, emotional masochist. Mm-hmm. Um, I like
0: to feel all feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I—that's a term I actually haven't heard, and I—I really like it. Yeah, I—I I like to
2: explore the the good feelings and the bad feelings, and um, you know that didn't take long to kind of intersect with like my small personality Mm. too. And um, wanting to explore and feel some of those like bad feelings while I'm in a small headspace and quote unquote bad feelings. They're good feelings to be right. in a consensual right
0: way. To be clear um, with our listeners, dark age play is still a consensual act.
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah, sure. And it and it must be like negotiated. You can't just spring dark age play on people.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, <laughs> um right. but the way, the way that I kind of differentiate it um is when you think about the word like dark in, in describing a theme of something. Mm-hmm. Um so traditionally things that you wouldn't want to happen. So like in a, a age play sense, anything that you would normally – like if it was an actual parent-child relationship, you would look at as abuse. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and that's kind of how – like the very general way that I would differentiate the two. Um, Age play tends to be more like positive mm-hmm. um, things – that you would see in, like, an actual parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like nurturing and loving and playful. And dark age play is kind of exploring those, yeah, those, like, darker
0: themes. Um, so to clarify, sex within an age play relationship, just sex on its own, is not an a dark age play activity necessarily. No,
2: I would not um, classify it that way personally personally. Um, I think it's valid if some people look at it that way for their own dynamic, but Mm -hmm. I don't think you could make the broad, um, statement of like sexual age play is dark age play. Mm -hmm. Um, because sex and age play can be very positive experience. I mean, you're adults consenting. And so it's not, it does not have to have like a dark undertone to it. Um, but you can make sexual age play, dark age play. Um, and i mean if you're good. comfortable can you give us
0: an example
2: yeah so um like consensual non consent role play a sort of like molestation themes um it can involve force or like quote unquote force right. consensual force consensual. um <laughs> or like consensual grooming <laughs> um and things like that yeah um, and
0: I mean, when it comes to I, I, we talk about it a lot on the podcast, how like kink is a great way to explore taboos. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, for our audience, like, what is the appeal, or what do you think is the appeal for dark age play?
2: Um, I think. Well, I think it's pretty common, you know, statistically speaking, for women to have, for women specifically. I don't know about statistics for other genders, um, to have sort of like force, um, fantasies. Mm. And sometimes people want to just keep that as fantasy and sometimes people want to explore it. And, um, you know, myself personally, I just like to explore those feelings of, um, intense, uh, any intense feelings, but feelings of sadness and shame and things Mm. like that. Um, that I don't necessarily experience, in the rest of my life mm. um so it's sort of like creating something um that you may not otherwise feel in your life um for me that's really um really helpful to hear yeah, yeah. yeah. um and yeah there's uh, you know one of the things i specifically was like messaging you about i knew you all had touched sort of on that um sexual dark age play but there's other aspects of dark age play that Mm -hmm. um i don't think get talked about as much which (laughs) um like like, i personally very much enjoy being like beaten Mm -hmm. and like brutally punished um in my small headspace Mm -hmm. um it gives me more of a freedom i feel like to break down whereas in a you know an adult headspace i might be more stoic and try and like withstand more. That's <laughs> pain. fascinating. Um right, right. and if if I'm in a small headspace it sort of gives me that
0: permission to be sad and cry and um what I'm hearing is that as an adult, even as an adult in kink, you don't have the liberty to be as in touch with your like the breadth of your emotions
2: absolutely yeah
0: and the ability to express them yeah
2: and that's just you know that's just a me thing i can't speak for everybody but that is how i feel yeah i definitely um feel like i have more freedom in a small headspace to feel my feelings and that's a
0: beautiful thing to say yeah i really appreciate hearing that so
1: so question question just just for the curious out there like because i mean does that cut in a different direction sometimes like can can things get too real while you're in that space and you feel too vulnerable or I mean, because yeah, it sounds like a recipe um, for Yeah, darkness. so,
2: no, for sure. So, um, you know, just touching a little bit on the risks of emotional SNM is, yes, that is probably the biggest risk is that things can go too far and you can actually be, uh, you know, mentally, emotionally damaged by, mm. um, you know, you can't necessarily just stop. It's not like a physical um, beating or something where you can say – Okay, you know, red. I'm done, and then right. it stops. Um, the pain and stuff that can come from emotional play like that, you can't necessarily stop it. Stop in the moment, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you, and you know, all parties um, need to be aware of that, and it uh, absolutely need to like talk about what your limits are, and um, and explore carefully, and be like prepared and committed to handling uh, any fallout. That may happen, you so, know.
0: Sounds like not an intro kink.
1: No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I
2: mean, I don't, I don't ever want to tell someone that they can't do something just because right. they're new, right. but um, definitely, like, learn how to negotiate first before you do any kind of play. Right. <laughs> um, and and be aware, you know, I think it takes a, a lot of self-awareness of what your triggers are mm-hmm. and uh, what you want to explore and what you want to stay away from. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. I... Um, now I have a lot of questions about how you would um, negotiate, but maybe if we have some time at the end, I'll, like, ask you what are your some of your negotiation questions or some of your, like, what do you say in a negotiation? But we'll come back to that because that could probably take a long time. That could be its own episode. Yeah, (laughs) it really could. How do you negotiate age play? Yeah, Um, so
1: uh, I I guess moving to the next question on this one, then, um, I mean regarding like cuz age play has has it's a taboo uh mm-hmm. in in most regards regarding the um vanilla world so um because it's a taboo it carries with it some stigma from time to time so how do you or what are some of the stigmas that you might experience that i'm just kind of generically hand waving at <laughs> but, but yeah
2: no so i mean when i first got into the kink scene i i kind of bought into some of that and thought that age play was um weird i was concerned that it was you know people who actually wanted to harm children things Mm -hmm. like that and um Mm -hmm. after um getting to know more people who were into it i mean it just really like broadened my perspective and made me realize like it's much more about yourself and your own like inner world than it is about anything else so um but yeah, I think that they're dark age play, especially, there's still a huge like stigma even in the kink community. Um, I like to talk about it because I would like to end that stigma. I Where do you think that stigma comes from? Ooh, good
1: question. Good question. Um,
2: because I think it's just an easy leap. Those things are horrible and bad in real right. life. We would never right. want someone to treat a child that way, and so. Uh, I think a lot of times our brain stops there and right. you don't think about it in the deeper context of these aren't children, these are adults and right. it's, they have like informed consent and they want to do these things. And even the um, tops in the situation, mm-hmm. they, they're they not trying to do these things to children. Right. Like they're, tr- they're right. trying to engage in these experiences with consenting adults. And-
1: well, I, I mean, at, at the risk of, I guess, Getting the conversation slightly side-railed. <laughs> oh, um, no.
0: Okay. Run this by us first. <laughs> so
1: so, so the, the thing I was going to ask is regarding uh, the defense that people who uh, self-identify as MAPs or minor-attracted persons oh. try to use to infiltrate various groups, specifically the LGBTQ plus groups, and I guess in this case, the age play group. Um, how do you As we've said many times two? before
0: to our listeners, we do not consider anyone who yeah. considers themselves minor, actually minor-attracted. A persons, member yeah.
1: of the kink community, no, right? right I, I agree, but <laughs> just wanted but, to but clarify
0: just, for our listeners who didn't listen to season one.
1: But but just just going into the, the the thread that we're on so far, um, you know, you know, coming to kink, we have those assumptions as kind of protections and prevention for, you know, nefarious persons who might try to say, "I'm a map and I'm bl- I'm proud," and it's like, yeah, but we need you to like fuck off and go away. Um, <laughs> yes. like, like, like yes. how, how do you, how do you, how do you balance <laughs> those two things? Is what I'm asking.
2: Um, I mean the way i look at it is you're there there's bad people all around uh, people with bad motivations in any kind of group there are people with bad motivations that call themselves doms you know the, that that no. want to hurt people there are people Kennies. with bad motivations that all call the themselves kinnies. like submissives you know what i'm saying true like, true there you you are spitting facts right now uh, <laughs> you have to be uh you have to take every every kink and every experience like person by person so oh i so agree so yeah you there's the potential that you can run into people like that um we obviously don't want them in our kink community um but if you're just kind of solo kinking on the internet um yeah i mean being aware that those people are out there i think is important and uh i guess figuring out the right questions to ask to make sure you're not um engaging
0: with Mm yeah yeah With people like that. Now I really feel like we need to talk about the negotiation (laughs) questions. We will save some time at the end for that. I have officially decided. We'll save a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think – now I think it's really important that – even just screening questions. um, For sure. If if any come to mind. Yeah. I was going to say you mentioned, um, you know, tops aren't in this too do harm to children kind of right. thing. And and yeah. one thing I like to think about is that when I first started playing with the person I call my daddies, um, I, we started our relationship where I, the honorific I was using was sir. Mm-hmm. And I kept noting that he had this very, like what I called quote unquote daddy energy. He was like very much a caregiver in a lot of ways. Um, and at a certain point, like that just became our reality. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't, it, it, if anything, it was me sort of bringing that notion to him. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So I corrupted him, is what I <laughs> you, that's Oh my how, gosh. That's how I feel about all my <laughs> relationships.
1: <laughs>
2: I just show up like being small, S- and I'm S- like, don't you? Oh
0: my gosh. Dada.
1: Oh my gosh, the two of you have yeah, corrupted try this out. The two of you have corrupted the, the nice Christian boys who committed uh, no <laughs> sins. <laughs>
0: my daddy's gonna hear that and be like, Christian <laughs> Who are you calling Christian? Oh, no. You can call me an age player, but never Christian.
1: I, I apologize profusely to Mango's partner. My apologies, my apologies. <laughs> i s I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry.
0: Well s- sort of shifting gears a little bit here, um, into something more joyful and you've definitely touched on this already but what about age play brings you joy and if any if if possible liberation yeah um you know i
2: definitely mentioned like just touching on um experiencing the things that I didn't like having that freedom and safety to experience things I didn't as a child. So I personally, I did not have good uh, or stable caretakers Mm -hmm. growing up and uh, having that sort of like a dynamic with a partner now is very fulfilling. Um, It makes me feel safer and happier. Um, I also just, you know, in a household where everything was dramatic and serious, I didn't get to be as playful and joyous mm-hmm. as I wanted to as a child. And now right, right. I can like go like I personally like to do a lot of outdoor things when I'm feeling small. Mm-hmm. And I can sort of experience the world and nature and like in a safe place where I know nobody's gonna like stomp that out. Like I I get to just right. feel it. Um That's so and, beautiful. Yeah, and I um I I was also like homeschooled as a kid so I didn't have like a ton of friends either I was pretty sheltered Um, and so also like to be in a small headspace and play with other small people is like an experience that is kind of new to me too that I I just get a lot out of um, it just makes me feel good I don't know I just chase the things that make me feel good
0: I I mean I'm all for it (laughs) I love um, hearing about play with other littles too because Mm -hmm. this this um you know on this podcast we often state that kink isn't necessarily sex um
2: oh for sure even
0: though uh in my world kink is often sex uh, Mm -hmm. adjacent but in so many ways you can do kink and not include sex and that includes like littles playing with other littles yeah like coloring and stuff and (laughs) just being small and I think that's wonderful
2: yeah, I think, you know, in a in a small headspace I feel like I'm able to enjoy the world more than when I'm feeling big. Mm-hmm. When you're big, you have
0: responsibility.
2: Yeah. I got so much shit to do, like laundry and dishes. Responsibilities. Yeah, I got a meeting I gotta to drive to, a podcast I gotta record and like, <laughs> I like <it>. I- <laughs> But if, I, the adult shit. Yeah, but if i can get into a small headspace where like someone else is in charge of that right. and yeah, i yeah, yeah. get to go out in the yard and catch bugs and just notice how the grass moves with the wind and like how the sun makes me feel like i don't know it just it gives me well, I, more permission to just be in my own feelings and mm-hmm. my own experience of life versus worrying about adult things Correct. It, i love
1: just, to hear that just, go ahead, just also add on like another piece to that because, there, there, there is the the question that I can feel bubbling up in some people's minds. It's like, but aren't you still in control as a little with that? Because you can just say, "Red, I don't want to be outside anymore, and I want to go back inside." So you still, like you're controlling, but not controlling. Like you're giving control, or mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Like a so line? for
2: myself personally, um, I don't necessarily feel like I'm typically. This is just me and my sure. relationship and how I experience smallness. But I don't necessarily feel like I'm giving away. At lot of power. Um fair, fair. what I'm giving away is more I'm giving someone trust mm. to care for me in a way that I need. Um that's fair. without necessarily giving them power over me in those particular situations.
0: And that's not the same for everyone.
2: That's right. just me.
0: I also always note that in power exchange, we call it a power exchange because just because someone is um a bottom, a submissive, a little they aren't giving away their power. They're they're taking some and giving some. Yeah. It's an, a literal exchange yes. of power. Yes. You never are without your agency. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so and,
2: yeah, and, you know, to your point, yes, you can always uh, read out of anything, even um, something like age play that is ongoing. You know, you can have timeouts if that's a 24-7 dynamic. You can still have, like – Timeouts right. and negotiate all of that,
0: and you probably need to to do your laundry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, excuse me, I have a work meeting, yeah. so I cannot be small <laughs> yeah. at the moment. I, I have a Zoom call <laughs> yeah. with my boss. Exactly. Um, I nice. was I was gonna say too. Um, just for our listeners, we're saying the words red, red out. Um, for those who uh, aren't aware, we're using a traffic light system. Um, uh-huh. to indicate safe words to exit out of play. Um, and just as a very brief refresher, green means generally means go go go. yellow means pause um, and check in red means stop um, and the end of play. Um, uh, just that is a very, very brief um, introduction to yes. that. Um, what do you wish people knew about age play?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I wish they would try and understand that it's more than, like, this, um, it's not weird, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just think that people look at it as being weird, you know, and I, I think that, um, like, media portrayal mm-hmm. and stuff doesn't help with that. Um yeah. The way that they portray, like, H-Play and stuff on, like, ridiculous, mm. tr- tr- like, reality TV shows and things. Right. Um... But yeah, typically we're just normal people living normal adult sure. lives. And then we get to like sort of explore uh, other headspaces and feelings as a hobby in our free time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I was also saying um, on, the, on the media note that you just made, um, mm-hmm. I did notice that a lot of times when people in the media talk about age play or age play adjacent things or age play centric things. They spend a lot of time saying, "Oh, this person has you know dissociative identity disorder," and they they have a they have a person who's two, and then blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. they, they want like make a spectacle of it, yeah, or or like this person was was a deviant, and that's why you know that that's why she jumped off of the bridge because she thought she was four or something like that, Which but like is... like you never see it in, like in a positive light or in like a not negative. Yeah, light. That's you, so true. you
2: don't really, and it, and that's like when they do things like that, it's kind of a double whammy because then they're like portraying people with mental illness mm. as being negative and um which is not and cool not either <laughs> yeah well, yeah
1: yeah uh just think because uh, orange is the new black i think uh one of the main characters um crazy eyes mm-hmm. uh crazy eyes backstory spoiler alert, if you haven't seen orange is black but crazy eyes backstory is that you know for for her there's some age regression yeah and she Acted at the age of a nine year old and accidentally murdered somebody, right? And ended up in prison. And it's like I, I see what you're trying to do with the whole story and everything, but like this is kind of stigmatizing. Still, it is. It yeah,
2: also definitely.
0: so removes someone's agency when they get involved in age play. Mm-hmm. It's as sensational, was saying yeah. it is such a conscious choice, right? So
2: it's a completely different thing to have um, a mental illness that makes you regress, <laughs> um, which is also not something that we should be down on people about. But no, for sure, but right. it is completely different to have an illness wherein you regress and just be a person who wants to explore an experience. Right, right. Um, so, yeah.
1: And it's kind of like an unfair conflating of the two. Right. Yeah. You know, especially when you first enter kink is like, oh my gosh, you, what we're not doing butt stuff? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's going on? Have you all yeah. seen
0: the show Broad City? I have not. Okay. No, I have not. Um. Another spoiler from media, but there's an episode in Broad City where the two main characters, their names are Abby, and Alana, um, and they go to someone's house to clean the person's house so they can get some money for a concert. And when they get to the person's house, the person, um, is wearing a diaper and um, like very sort of creepy. It's it's. Pre- portrayed in a funny way but he's sort of creepily like watching them clean and um, then at a certain point when they ask him for payment he's like I'm just a baby I can't pay you no, um, which again like yeah. uh, in the context of Broad City it was f- it was funny but because of you know yeah. the sh- how the show was written they do a very good job with the writing on that show right, right. but I, um, I as I was watching it I was thinking like In my kink mind, I'm like, that is non-consensual kink. You are pushing that kink on someone else. And also being really deceptive with, um, like, basically paying people for services rendered. Um, And Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, like, the um, diaper lover community gets a lot of hate in the media. They do. And even when they're portrayed accurately through, like, shows that want to show what it's like, I feel like it's... um, with always with this like angle of these people are like either mentally ill or Mm -hmm, these people are um like outside of our society for in some regard yeah um which i find a little upsetting yeah Yeah. just
1: to add on to your note too um one of the other dangers with humor i don't know if people understand this but um i think one of the reasons why uh once again it's tangent of course because orange is speaking but but more specifically uh the reason why we're struggling so hard in america at this time in we are in july is it july july <laughs> yes. 2022 it's right a month
0: now. in 2022 it's
1: a month in 2022 <laughs> is because uh people have taken memes and have done things to basically normalize white supremacy
0: yeah that's and very
1: true using like humor and using like you know making sarcasm. fun of Trump. Right, 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 and mm-hmm. in, in, uh, like you know, through memes that are sarcastic yeah. about the libs or the, about conservatives or right. whatever, instead
0: of acknowledging what a danger
1: right.
0: that is, they're like, "Ha, ha, ha! He's so dumb."
1: Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you you end up in a pipeline from the Tim Pool to to Roger Stone pipeline. Is like, "Good luck, you know, live your life. <laughs> um, you're, you're probably not going to make it." It's a good uh, point. When we normalize through
0: humor, we um, sometimes take away the agency of the yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Um, people involved we've gone on an enormous tangent do you want to ask the next question okay
1: sure so the next question is how many fingers am i holding (laughs) up sorry how how do you detect uh red flags in the age play community which i I think we can easily tie this into like negotiation if you want to
0: a little bit but i i I do want to hear very specifically about red flags okay yeah so i think that um you would
2: detect red flags in the age play community in the same way you would detect red flags in any person. Mm. Um, Say more. (laughs) (laughs) So you want, you know, if someone's not uh, respecting your boundaries or they're being pushy with you um, or they don't seem to be very concerned with consent, absolutely. If they violate your consent, Mm -hmm. um, those are like, giant red flags like you don't want to associate or play with people who um can't respect you and your boundaries Mm. um i you know i will say specifically um in age play like i do uh take things cautiously as a parent and Mm. make sure that um that people aren't questioning me about my kids or showing interest in my kids in a weird that's way. That's an important note. Um, but that's for any, you know, any community. Yeah. Um, anyone you're dating as a single mom, you have to be kind of cautious yes. of those things. But yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I definitely don't think that, it has not been my experience that you would find that more in the age play community than in any other That's community. That's such an important
0: note to yeah. make, I think, um, people expect.
2: So, yeah, I think that that is sort of what people think in their mind, but it has not been my experience at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you you look for those red flags the same as you would uh, dating or finding a play partner or even friends with anybody. Yeah.
1: Wait, so, so are you saying that this is the same exact approach that you would take another kinks blasphemy no each play is different it's different i tell you
2: i would i mean uh, there might be <laughs> there, there might be other people that have, and that's what you know like i said i'm not an expert in anything and so that's how i um approach it and look at it and uh, other people are going to have other things that they look for but i personally Fair. want um my biggest priorities are making sure that people respect me and my boundaries and, uh, and want to negotiate with me and understand where the limits are and what yeah. my desires are. Um,
0: hence not an intro kink. Mm-hmm,
2: and yeah. I agree with you. I yeah. wouldn't
0: never tell someone what to do, but yeah, in this situation, mm-hmm. um, I do think it's a really important to note that just as in any other kink, um, or even just, uh, relationship you should consider it a red flag if someone is trying to push your boundaries absolutely. or isn't respecting consent absolutely I think it's um just given what we've talked about today especially important that they respect consent and safe words and mm-hmm. um and it doesn't matter what
2: role you're in right um obviously you get a lot of uh tops doms bigs whatever that are trying to course um s types mm-hmm. into things but it can also go the other way around yeah. um and True. so it doesn't matter what role you're in people need to respect your boundaries and your limits well, that's- yeah.
0: yeah
1: um i i know i know one popular story that i can tell i, I actually know one local story i'm not going to mention but i know one popular one <laughs> is a porn star um i forget her name um but basically her first time having sex in a movie theater uh and by the example you guys might be picturing or know who i'm talking about i forgot her name um basically she wanted to do sex in the movie theater with with her then boyfriend boyfriend's like i don't want to and then she just mounted him he got hard and she she had sex with him and everybody's like bro that's like that's like sexual assault like no that's not that's not cool but in the dynamic or in the Context of our conversation—that's a situation of somebody who would be portrayed or who usually plays in a, a more of a bottom role or submissive role. I guess yeah. in the vanilla world, um, kind of doing Just a thing they're
0: a f- a Yeah, definitely. I think you can well, I mean, also. It, so so, so um,
1: she—if she, I recall correctly—she usually plays submissive roles. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but also, this was like vanilla, like you know, teen stuff. So, something so, yeah. I
2: think that can be fairly common in the age play community um, is that people will little at you without your consent. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. And that's not okay. <laughs> oh no. Um you, you need yeah. to before you start engaging with I people just, in that manner, you need to gain their fuck. consent because that's a kink and it's a play. Yeah. And we don't force play on people. Um You know, that's not okay. I'm
0: realizing Uh, how often that happens to me. and
2: It's the same as if, you know, you're just carrying along at a munch or something and someone comes up and tries to dom you and tell you what to do. That's not okay. So it's the same concept. Like you don't little at someone if they don't consent to that.
0: I mean, that brings us to another question, which is what does consent look like in age play? But we're already sort of talking about that. So just keep going. Yeah, I mean,
2: I... you you gotta ask honestly. Yeah. Like you gotta ask before you. um And I, I, the way that I ask people is typically like I just say like, "Are you okay with me being small around you yeah. or with you?" Yeah, and then and then they can respond and you know give them the space to respond in in a in a way where they can say no. You yeah, know? like let, be okay with them saying, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Cause yeah. not everyone is and that's okay. Um, and then some people are comfortable doing that with their partners, but not with other people. And yes. that's also very valid. So you can't just mm-hmm. assume that if, like if a big has a little, that you can go be their little too.
0: I, <laughs> you know, I literally yeah. just thinking I was literally at the slosh recently and, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to go into too many details and like out this person at all, but, Uh, there was a person who identifies as a daddy.
1: It was Kenny. It
0: was Kenny. (laughs) He was like a little bit, he was like on the line of being not appropriate because he was like sort of like teasing people and calling people naughty for doing certain things. Darn it, Kenny. And I, at one point. I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) So just uh, with our listeners, Kenny is what we call a fake Dom. And at one point, like I was sitting at a table that he was at and talking to other people and he was, Doing those things where he was like sort of being like trying to be cutesy and kind of, he ha- literally had a shirt that said daddy on it. So, like trying to be daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, I was just like, nope, we're not doing that. Like, you can, Ooh. we can have a normal mm-hmm. conversation. Um, I just met you. Right. So, no, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, regardless of how I identify or even if I'm attracted to you, oh, yeah. we're not doing that yeah, today. No. I literally was like, nope, we're not doing that right now. You're exactly, nope.
1: Yeah, you have no rapport with me.
2: My pet peeve is, like, people commenting that I'm, like, a brat or that, mm. I'm, that I'm being bad. I'm like, it's none of your business. None of your business. <laughs> yeah. How I interact with my partner is how we interact, and it is none of your business. None of your business. <laughs> you don't get to, like, make, like, degrading comments on right. me. Um, even if you think it's cute.
0: People do that I a lot say. to S-types mm-hmm. in general. They yeah. can't yeah. tell you how many yeah that messages oh uh, for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure um,
1: um well I was, I was gonna ask really fast about um, proximity because um I, I do have a friend who who um he uh, i'm not gonna say who he is but but he specifically uh has a specific vendetta i don't know what the vendetta is all about or what it's what it's all for but it's like anytime there's a little he's like ah damn littles ah, those damn littles and in, in uh, I asked accent to explain once and he said, uh, basically, little's little around him, but he didn't consent to it. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll, like, poke him or something or, you know, call him a name. And he's like, I did not consent to this. Mm-hmm. So so, well, how yeah. do you deal with the proximity that um, can sometimes happen with that?
2: I think it's valid to be little in the same area as someone. But not. you can't right. little at someone <laughs> okay, without. Okay. That's fair. So you can't engage them yeah. in your littleness without consent. If you're at a kink event, they're might be, might little be age players there yeah. right, right.
1: and it might be a little you, bit gray area yeah. yeah if
2: yeah. they're if they're sitting over here you know to to your right acting little but not engaging you right then you have the option to walk away if right. that's not a kink you like it's not observed yeah, yeah it, and that's the same for any kink if you i personally don't really like to get to watch people get beat heavily even though i like to receive that (laughs) um i don't like to watch it um so i walk away right um and that's 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 what you can do with age play as well but but yes i do see it as like a consent violation if someone littles at you and you and and haven't gained.
0: one thought i was just having as you were talking was um at a local event there's often a little area they like they don't wall it off but they have yeah. a little area where you if you enter the area mm-hmm. in my mind if you enter the area you've entered a little area you've given consent to be quote-unquote littled at because you've entered a specific right, right. area i think so
2: yeah i would agree with that i mean if you're gonna go to like an age play event too right like you're gonna yeah. The, yeah, like, people yeah. are gonna be in that headspace they right. shouldn't have to break that headspace right just yeah, because you know you're around them and
0: but yeah i think um, there is a mm-hmm. a um spatial consent element right yeah, yeah, yeah. in the
2: same context that you can't like go to like a sex positive play party and have naked people around and be like oh i can't i deal don't want to naked sex. people right. well, how dare like, you well then don't <laughs> then don't go come. there right um fully on board yeah, with that. So, 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 so i
1: mean it still begs a question and asks this question to somebody recently it's like where is the line or is there a line and where is the line? I mean, like I'm, I'm pretty sure we can all between figure what? out uh, between like a, like, you know, you're in a little area or sorry, so you got an event that's a little munch. Let's say mm-hmm. that. And then you go in and you didn't want to be a little at like, is there a certain, is there a certain line that's acceptable of like, okay, this was over the line for me or, I
2: mean, I think that it's valid to politely say to someone, I'm not comfortable with how you're interacting with me. Yeah.
0: It's, right, it's gonna it's, say. But, yeah.
2: but at the same time, um, your option may end up being that you have to walk away and leave. Yeah, remove yourself. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, I think it's always valid to, you know, if someone specifically is being a little bit too aggressive towards you, you it's 100% valid to say, excuse me, I need you to like back yeah, yeah. up a little right. bit. Or like I need to end this conversation for now.
0: Like it's okay to read out of an interaction with right. someone. For
1: sure, for sure. And um, I think yeah. the
0: line moves as Is like, or like, doesn't it? Doesn't nest if someone's consent is being violated, obviously the line is drawn in the sand, but exactly. I, I think, depending on the interaction, right? And I think, but I think it's not okay to have
2: this overall feeling of, I'm not okay. With Littles interacting with me and then going to an age play event. Totally. Now, if there's a specific <laughs> person that is making you uncomfortable, right. it is okay to tell that specific person that they're making mm. you uncomfortable. Right. But you can't just go to the event and be like, you're all making me uncomfortable. Yeah the analogy i
1: was going to use was like it's like going to a speed dating event and then being offended that somebody tried to hit on you or sorry, sorry so, so, somebody tried to use a pickup line on you right. yeah and it's like well you're at a speed dating event exactly, it's like,
0: exactly. someone yeah. wants to interact with you
2: yeah you need to research the events you're going to and understand what you're getting into um goes f- to a salsa dance event
1: and offended that they keep playing music why
0: is there no tango here
1: <laughs> they keep playing music oh my god uh, the um, tango
0: Well, we have a few minutes left and I did say that we were going to reserve some time for some negotiation. Are you um, up for giving some of your like negotiation questions or screening questions or um, how you negotiate? Uh, Sort of anything.
2: I can't. I will admit that I am not um, the best negotiating (laughs) like um, person to look at as far as new uh, new people um because the way i negotiate is um i like tend to like exclude things in play so i i express my limits mm. and then i express my uh desires in a not specific way <laughs> okay that's- um i think that for new people you know i think anytime you're negotiating a scene when you're new or you have a new partner even um being more specific is good. Well, let's, the more specific you are totally.
0: is better. For new people, for um, sure. But what, for you specifically, because you are the expert of you. For me
2: as far as negotiating age play, um, I I ask, obviously, if someone wants to engage in um, age play with me, I typically phrase that in the way I said earlier of like, are you okay with me being small around you? Um, and then ask questions like, "How? what uh, – what role do you want like Mm -hmm. do you you, are you also small like or would you rather be more of a caretaker or would you rather just exist around me as not a caretaker or a small person Mm -hmm. like a (laughs) small and um those questions i think are important um asking you know you have to say what in negotiations you have to say what you want and Mm -hmm. listen to what other people want no matter what like side of this last year on
0: uh, completely um what are some of your screening questions great
2: screen- for like new partners yeah um
0: or or uh, even
2: like how I do you probably, res- like i feel like they're not age play specific but okay. like i'll ask people you know how long they've been in kink how long mm-hmm. they have been interested in kink um what sort of things they like what's their view on consent mm. and uh and safe words and what's their view on revoking consent who can revoke consent and when and make mm. sure that they're on the same page yeah. as far as consent goes because um, some people are mm. shitty at it <laughs> no, it's, 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 all, it's all about synchronizing synchronizing, yeah. Yeah, synchronizing expectations. expectations yeah yeah we got to make sure that we have the same uh
0: the same ideas of how things should be done as far as like consent negotiation um so with things like the dark age play you were talking mm-hmm. about your emotional masochism yeah That's sort of what I imagine to be difficult to negotiate.
2: Yeah, I think it can be difficult um, because you do have to have, like, so much self-awareness of Mm. what – if you don't want to run into those uh, mishaps where you get actually harmed, um, you have to have a lot of self-awareness of what triggers you. And um, I've struggled a lot with, like, disordered eating, and so uh, any comments about my body are bad. I don't – Typically, I don't want to hear good things Mm -hmm. or bad things um, in the context of play uh-huh. right, right, right love to hear good things when we're not playing that's right. fine compliment me but when i'm in a, like a weird headspace mm-hmm. i don't want to hear anything about my body at all regarding um, board
1: games does that count
2: board games yes what like can you compliment me during board games
1: yes because there's that one time i don't know so it's so long so, so, Orange. So to be to be more specific there okay. was a board game that sensational and i played and sensational kicked my ass at it i was like I I either taught her this game really well, or she's just frequently good at this game. Um,
2: that's yeah, that's fine. That's nothing yeah. That's, that's nothing sure. to do with her body. <laughs> that doesn't have anything. It's fine. Um, but orange, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I negotiate things like that. I don't like being compared to other people. Um, yeah, right. No sure, comparisons sure. with dark dark themes. Um, yeah, and. Uh, my boundaries are pretty broad but if you have any boundaries of like i don't want sex to be involved in Mm -hmm. this then Mm -hmm. yes like those are good things to talk about in negotiations um since age play can uh dark age play can be broader than just sexual stuff you know stipulating whether or not you want there to be like verbal degradation stuff mm. if you want um there to be like neglect aspects or physical like pain aspects mm.
0: um and at that point it sounds like negotiations negotiation is typical of how you would negotiate physical pain yeah
2: yeah definitely cool. um yeah that's pretty much
0: and for aftercare i guess
2: oh yeah there's because there's so many uh different ways that people like aftercare um when someone's really mean to me in an emotional sense, mm-hmm. I don't want them to touch me afterwards. Mm-hmm. I need some time by myself mm-hmm. too. interesting. They can, I, I love for them to be in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be left alone, but I don't want to be cuddled right away. Right. Um, and that's valid. <laughs> and I think – well, I, I think that sometimes that is seen as not. Very valid. I think um, <laughs> anything you want to do in oh, Africa is valid. Um, but no, yeah, sure. I need some time to calm down because I'm usually in a very heightened emotional state where I might mm-hmm. feel right, right. Or I might feel very sad or I might feel mad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lash out at my partner during that time. So I um, mm-hmm. need a little time to calm down and like asking questions like that, of like what do you need immediately afterwards? Mm-hmm. And then what do you need Ooh, after you have sort of regained... Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and how do you know what that neutrality?
2: Looks like? Yeah, and uh yeah, exactly.
0: That's um, fascinating. Yeah.
1: Well and, and, and just to add on to that, uh, hopefully in an additive way and not a subtractive way, is to say, yeah, for some people like they for instance there's there's one play partner that I have, it's like after the scene is like you know, cuddles and watch the TV and then like maybe later then is looking for like sex things. So it's like, it's like mm-hmm. there's there's a line for that person, it's like immediately I need like, you know, just you know, give me chocolate, give me water, and just like relax with me. And then maybe we can talk about sex things Absolutely. later. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I yeah. feel that way a lot with, one thing, with play. Yeah, One thing we talked about on our first negotiations episode was how you should be negotiating aftercare mm. in your negotiation. It sounds like in the context of your age play, it's especially important because, yes. like you yeah, said, yeah, a lot yeah. of people's instinct is to offer yes. comfort.
2: Yes. And I know that would be, if if I didn't negotiate that, that would be bad for both of us. Um, yeah. For someone to like swoop sure. in and try to cuddle at me and be like, get the fuck off me. Which has <laughs> happened. I've been like, get the fuck off <laughs> me. <laughs> you were just really mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> you <touched> right. me. <laughs> Let me remember I that was fake fair. for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah I right, know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely negotiate you know so you negotiate what you want to feel and experience in the scene you negotiate what your limits are um, what the other person's limits are and what they want to experience as well as uh you know aftercare and yeah all that good
1: stuff. And, and just just to jump in really fast because we're getting towards the end of the podcast, um, where can people find you? Like, do, mm. is is there a Tumblr that you still use, <laughs> no. or, or is it just, uh, just um, FetLife?
2: you can find my Fat Life profile, and I will occasionally <laughs>
1: <laughs> log on to read
2: messages. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, sensational. Um, S-I-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L. So sensational. <laughs> Sensational, but with an "i" and yeah. an "e," and
1: okay.
0: uh, <laughs> the pun is the sin. Yeah, uh, that's. I, yeah. I just noticed that. Oh,
1: oh my gosh! Oh my okay. gosh. That um, is sensational.
2: So yeah, that's that's about <laughs> the only place you can find me on the internet. Um, you can find me locally pretty easily out of this. But yeah,
0: that's awesome. Well, sensational. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I have learned a great deal from you and I'm really honored that you would share with us, um, a lot of sensitive information, a lot of, um, like sometimes hard to talk about stuff. So I just, I'm so super grateful. Yeah.
2: That's the, that's the stuff we need to talk about, right?
0: It is, especially in the kink community. Mm -hmm. I think, um, just being honest with people about what you want to know and what you don't know. Um, and like, as you said, none of us are experts definitely and don't take anything i said today i just mean like (laughs) we on this podcast obviously don't know everything we have questions and that's why we're having people like you on so we really appreciate it sure
2: thank you for having me
0: um shall i so normally denzel talks us out but i'm gonna Mm -hmm. fill that role today which i know our listeners are gonna be very disappointed um but I'm going to talk us out today, and I, I was gifted this fortune, cookie fortune, because for our listeners, I have a fortune, cookie fortune collection. So if you have any extra, please let me know. <laughs> I was gifted this fortune, cookie fortune, by Orange Before the Podcast, so I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to take us out. So I'm going to do my best um, sexy voice. Are you ready? Hugs are life's rainbow. we mm-hmm.